there. Welcome to Let's Tottenham. That's all the positive stuff out the way, down to the negative. Uh, oh, where do we go from here? Three losses out of three. Three in a row. Absolutely terrible performances. And a very easy match of Man City next away from home. My good God. Uh, very difficult uh, <laughs> stream this is going to be. It ain't going to be very pleasant and very uh, positive. But uh, the only positive of the stream is four great guests. Uh, Adam is back. How you doing, Adam? Adam's frozen. He's... <laughs> No, no, no. He's just speechless. <laughs> for the umpteenth time. How you doing, Brad? How you doing? Good, good thanks, Chris. Yeah, and a, a warm welcome out Justin. I've, I've spoken to you a few times on Tommy's yeah. stream. Uh, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, how no are you doing? You yeah, not too bad. Uh, probably better than I was at about four o'clock <laughs> yesterday afternoon. So yeah. I've had time to digest and, and almost prepare for, for, for Saturday. Let's put it that way. Yeah, there's a reason why I, do the, I don't do the stream straight <laughs> after the game. And one of the reasons is you've got to wait 10 minutes to start swearing. Uh, Vez <laughs> uh, was on last week, been on umpteen times as well. How are you doing, Vez? Thanks for coming. Very well, and, uh, uh, talk about uh, Shelfside Spurs, your channel. Yeah, um, that's uh, Johnny Einstein's channel, and, and that's where I live um, mostly, and haul myself out to various other channels on a on a pretty regular basis. Um, so yeah, we're on Thursdays, seven to seven thirty. We start. Uh, we've had Mickey Hazard on recently. Uh, we've got some special guests, other special guests, hopefully coming along soon as well. Please do come along and uh, have have a watch. Have a watch. Excellent. Yeah, the uh, uh, link is in the description, as, long as, as well as everyone's Twitter handles. Uh, Adam, how you doing? Welcome back. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, good to be I back. I see you've changed your name there on your your little <laughs> handle there. Uh, <laughs> exactly how I'm feeling at the moment. Uh -huh. I suppose everyone yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah. Uh, Bit of housekeeping, just uh, thanks everybody for watching. All the comments that will come in, uh, keep them coming in. Uh, please hit the like, please hit the subscribe, hit that notification bell, and you get notified when we go live. Uh, it all helps. And you know, uh, Spurs have lost, my oven's packed up, so I'm going to end up spending a fortune on that. So, uh, you know, please give me some likes and a subscribe, it would uh, cheer me up no end. Uh, I'm going to start off today with a joke. Uh, I won't, I won't read it out straight off, I'll let you see it first. Here okay. it is. <laughs> and the people listening, any chance of top four? Now, anyone who knows me on these streams or watch these streams knows that I'm eternally optimistic and uh, we're still in the top four race. We're, mathematically, we're not out of it, but even I now, um, we keep playing like that. No hope. We'll be lucky to finish sixth. Uh, yeah, so I, I, even I've been kicked down now and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Man City next. I mean, if we play like that, that is a rugby score. But Adam, uh, any chance, any chance of top four for you? Yeah, absolutely. But not the way we're playing at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've got to play a little bit better than, than we are, uh, especially defensively, if we're going to even think about yeah. um, challenging for that top four spot and, and, um, and stop ourselves dropping down into sort of mid-table territory. Um, which we are at the moment. But um, what annoys me is that a few weeks ago, we were we were really in pole position, really, for that top four position um, with with games in hand. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, it's, it's back to, to square one, I guess. And um, um, we, Arsenal have caught us up. And, yeah, we're, it's, it's, 
we, we've got to play a lot better if we're going to um, challenge for that top four position, without a doubt. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Scott M in the chat, Hayden, Scott, big up Chris in the panel. Hope everyone is doing well, aside from any anger, disappointment from yesterday. Uh, Chris losing his optimism. <laughs> I've seen it all now. And the audio <laughs> artisan, how you doing, buddy? Thanks for watching. Thanks for the comments. Uh, but Brad, uh, I've got a friend, he's a United fan. He was uh, telling me yesterday, he sent me a message when it was 2-0. He goes, uh, score first and you're draw. And I was like, the first two words of that sentence is your issue right there. Score first. <laughs> uh, score one, sorry. Score one, that was what it was. Uh, I thought Southampton was bad. But, I mean, yesterday, I mean, the only positive I can think of is we had more shots, so at least we kind of had a go in the second half. But it was it was just huff and no puff, really. It wasn't anything like the Alamo. And, and yeah, I mean, where do we go from here? I mean, we've got Man City next. And, and, I mean, if Wolves really wanted it yesterday, that could have been a rugby score because the amount of times they carved us open with a little ball over the top uh, will come on to the defending where every single defender has pretty much made a mistake in the game. Only two punishments. So, where do we go from here? Well, it's about as you say, only positive. About as positive as getting an electric shot, probably. But um, <laughs> no, I, I, I was angry after Southampton. Really, really, really angry, livid. But after yesterday, I was sort of just despondent and depressed yeah. and down. And well, yeah, well, sort of expected it really, and embarrassed that on the Irish Hotspur fan show on Monday night, I was full of optimism. Yeah, we've, we've turned the corner. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. Yeah. After the display against Brian, which, which was good. But I, I just don't like the way that as soon as something goes wrong in any of our games, we just fall apart. We can't respond to anything or don't seem to be able to. Uh, Southampton, we, we got the goal one, one, and then you go two one up and you think, yeah, that's it. Great. But then of course I equalized straight away and then the head dropped. Happened yesterday. You know, we started reasonably well for the first two or three minutes. And then, well, where I'm sitting from in the ground, the ball goes up to Larice, and I'm just thinking, no, oh, he's gonna catch that. But he didn't, <laughs> he just punched it, and they and after six minutes they're one nil up. I, I'm you know, not even sure you can call that a punch, to be honest. Well, no, exactly, exactly. And <laughs> and again the head dropped, and they just don't seem to be able to react react to anything. It seems that and then the I mean, it's a hard place to play. We started talking about this last night. Actually, it's a hard place to come Tottenham Hotspur with the crowd. The crowd are very demanding, and and yeah, we, we should be. But they don't seem to be able to say, right, I'll show you. And they seem to make more and more mistakes. As soon as the crowd get onto them, they make more and more mistakes. And I, I don't, I make a, I don't boo. I don't boo the, the team. I've never booed the team or any player because I, I just don't think it's right. But I don't blame anyone that does. They've got a right to do that. But yesterday, they just didn't seem to be able to wrap. And the thing about the game, I was saying to the guy next to me, Wolves are a good defensive team. I think they're the second best defensive record. Yeah, in conceded the 17 in the Premier yeah. League this season. Yeah. So I, I said to this guy, I said, look, if this match ends nil-nil, you can say, oh, fair enough. They're a good defensive team. We tried to break them down and couldn't nil-nil. But, they, you know, so like, well, they don't score. They scored two, you know. <laughs> and I think, Rez, you were saying yesterday, that, that, that some most of their goals away from home this season or a good percentage of them. It's like they 10, never scored away 10%, from home. It's 10, yeah. Yesterday, they scored 10% of all the goals they've scored this season. Yeah. Home and away. Yeah, so it's like, and you're up against it. And, and now I, I don't, I, yes, mathematically, mathematically, we make top four. 
Yes, uh, we win at Old Trafford, beat Arsenal home, beat West Ham at home. Yeah, that obviously would help. But I don't think we seem to be able to bring it for these big games. I really don't. No. Uh, Brighton, well, maybe that's just a well, no trick of the light, you know. But well, Brighton didn't turn up. They they did a Tottenham yesterday, didn't they? They didn't turn up. So as soon as well, the thing about know, the Brighton game is that they actually had they did have a shot, didn't they? I think which I think Larice saved in the first few minutes. And and you don't you do wonder what would have happened if that had gone in, how we would have reacted. But when we when we went up, then we seem to be yeah, well, everything's going right. And then as soon as someone makes a mistake and it goes wrong, the whole team seems to just fall in a hole. And it's yeah, it's just, just I don't I'm not inspired by any confidence no. that we can win the games that really matter. We can go on a we can go on a winning streak of three or four games, and suddenly we're in that position again, and we've got to play. I don't know. Burnley at home to go top four and we'll probably blow it. We you got know, Burnley I'll... away and you, you never get an easy game against well, Burnley. Exactly. In... exactly. Yeah. Man, Man City away, Burnley away, Leeds away, uh, Middlesbrough away in the cup. Mm. You know, and it, I just thought I've just, you know, and it with me, it takes a lot to get my confidence up again. So I, I just feel, I feel shattered. I mean, yeah, Southampton, Wolves and say for God knows how many years running, you know, single on Valentine's Day, so it's like a it's like a perfect storm, really, for me. So you know, it's it's yeah. So this morning I was really, really, really down in the dumps, but yeah, yeah, you have to sort of uh, take it really and say, okay, <laughs> to to quote what the website will come up with, we go again. But what else can you do? What else can you do? And maybe yeah. maybe it's best that we go and you know the Man City game, thinking, oh, this is going to be a, a walkover. Maybe they might surprise us. But even if they surprise. It might be a blessing that we're not expected to get anything from that. Well, I think we're probably expected to get two wins in two home games. But Justin, sorry, just sort of finally close off. Even if we got a point at Man City, then you're thinking, well, why couldn't we win the other two games? You know, or one of those games. It's just, it's it's frustrating. But and my final final point: Man United (laughs) have drawn against the bottom team, had a home draw against one of the mid-table teams, and they've actually gained two points on us. You know, it's, it's yeah. Like, ah. yeah, but that mid-table team beat us. Justin, Brad makes an interesting point there that we don't seem to be able to fight or battle. I mean, would you put that down to Conte not getting the team rolled up to two weak mentality players or, or not bothered or... or... I mean, would you put it down to? Because he, 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 he he's right. If we go 1-0 down, it's all like, oh, my God. If we go one nil up, it, we seem to get confidence for it. But I mean, would you put the whole not looking like we can scrap and and, and win ugly down to? Well, to me, I mean, I've been looking at it. I sort of it, it doesn't feel so much like Groundhog Day. It feels like Groundhog Year because <laughs> if you look at last year, you know, and uh, if I take you back to December when we played Liverpool at Anfield and we were top of the table mm. and we were playing well. And we lost in the last sort of minute. Mm. And you sort of looked at it and Mourinho was coming out and and sort of saying that he had taken this team almost as far as he could. And that in January, you know, money needed to be spent, you know, so he could then take it on and push on with what he was doing. And the club chose not to do that. And then sure enough, January, February rolls on, everything starts to sink properly Mourinho sacked, uh, and and then we've seen everything that happened. 
And it's almost as if the club has just decided to not even learn any lessons from everything that has happened before. Because Conte, throughout the whole of the window, was saying, I need more. I need more. Mm -hmm. And what they decided to do was to give him less. You know, they didn't even do what they did with Mourinho, which is give him nothing. They gave him less. <laughs> they got rid of four to get two. You know, I mean, anybody who's looking at that is thinking, I'm surprised Conte didn't walk at that point. Because one of the things I've noticed as well is because of that, you can just see in his interviews and the things he's saying, he looks fed up. Yeah. And that is now coming on to the players. It's almost as if he and the way that he's talking, and one of the things I found very interesting, particularly with his interview after the game, was the fact of I'm not I'm not used to going for top four. I'm used to going for bigger things. So it's almost as if he can't grasp the concept of what the club is asking for him to do. And it's almost as if his view is, I don't care. I'm, my interest is it's almost as if he's looked at it and gone, well, you're not interested in this season because you didn't back me properly. So I'm not going to be bothered. And that just now seems to be resonating with the players because you're right in what you're saying. We seem to go a goal down and it's almost as if, oh, we'll just we'll move on to the next one. We, we won't we won't yeah. bother really. And I've, I've just found I was more I must admit I was more disappointed with the Southampton game than I was with the Wolves game, because the Wolves game, I just thought was laughable. I thought it was laughable. I really did. You know, when you're when you're looking at the three stooges at the back, who, you know, I, I honestly, I, I just looked at it. When he put that three out, I sat there and I thought, what has Joe Rogan done? How bad is Joe Rogan in training? Is he turning up? Is he turning up with a can of lager and a fag in his hand twenty <laughs> two hours late and what have you? Because honestly, I just I don't get what he is doing. And when I then listen to Conte talk about the fact of that he needs to look at things different, really, you, it's taking you one hundred and eighty minutes worth of football to realise, and even the substitutions didn't make any sense because. He could see we were getting battered in defence, so he took off the wing back. You know, surely that would have been the point to go, right, these three aren't working. Bring on Roden. Try and get some sort of leadership there. But at the moment, there's no leaders on that pitch. None yes. at all. You know, I don't think that Larice is the right person for captain. I think it should be, for me, it should be Dyer or Skip. Um, because it clearly shows when those two aren't on the pitch, this is what happens. And and ultimately, if until they come back, I, I mean, as I said, if they're not back for the City game, then, you know, I think if we keep it less than double figures, that'll be a decent result, if I'm honest. Yeah, a, a couple of comments coming in, audio artisan. Uh, being dominated at home against Southampton, Wolves, disgraceful. Mm. Ramos was one of Europe's top managers when we had him, thinking the cycle is repeating. Mm. And he goes on to say our next manager will be a mid-profile English guy who will get it right with us, LOL. And then uh, one more comment, which this has to have some fanfare. It's devastating a, a couple of results, depressing couple of results. But how big a boost is it to see this guy back, Bob Spurs? Hey. How you doing, Bob? A big hey, love guy, as he says. Right back, back. Hey, Bob. Fantastic to see you doing so well. I've seen you pop up on chats on a couple of other streams, but yeah, great to see you doing well. 
and uh, yeah, hope to have you back on, on here and on YouTube in person uh, very, very shortly. Uh, but great to see you on here and great to see you uh, putting comments on. Uh, and he goes on to say, we just need to accept our players are plop. <laughs> we all know where the blame lies. It's shocking how some fans are still in denial. Simple question, where's the money? Uh, I think that's been asked for about, uh, I don't know, the last 20 years. Uh, but yeah, there's... Uh, I don't really have another question, but... Uh... <laughs> I don't know what you guys are complaining about. I had a great afternoon yesterday. <laughs> I, went, I went to Mets... You had a great afternoon um, from four o'clock. Yeah. I went to Mets um, Burger Van on the corner of the, uh, what's it called? South and East Stand. I had a lovely half-pounder. It was great. <laughs> and then, I don't know, from around between two and four o'clock it was a bit hazy i can't remember what happened <laughs> uh, and then i went for a curry with the guys and you know hung out with some mates it was great you know what happened with you guys um <laughs> yeah <laughs> Seriously. We, 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 we went on blind faith <laughs> uh -huh. yeah. to, to be honest I, I i mean look um what bob said there is the root of the problem Mm -hmm. Our players, well, I, I wouldn't, I would agree with him, but but sort of slightly caveated. Our players aren't awful. They're not, right? These are still players that are essentially still elite footballers, okay? <clears throat> and it's not, as if, it's not as if it's the exact same squad. Yes, we do have a number that were there that sort of failed for Pochettino. But we've had enough new faces come in who are still doing the same thing, who seem to crumble, seem to go soft when they step onto the pitch. Who are these? Who, which ones? All of them. I was yeah. going to say, to, to be fair, it's a struggle really to figure right. out which ones. I think that the only, <laughs> I would say probably only three or four, Half of them weren't even playing yesterday, which the is probably Skip and I mean, Do you think the we're missing player. Skip in Hold the middle on. of the field? Wait, wait, wait. Can, I, can I just develop this point? One sec. The only players that I think do not suffer any kind of drop in performance are Kane and Larice. Not in terms of expected every, almost every game. All the others are susceptible to it. Well, Larice has think... to take a, a big shoulder of the blame for yesterday. One game. But... One game. Mm -hmm. Maybe he has done it before game. in previous seasons. He, Still, he has been superb in the last year it. or two and, and got a Still. lot of praise quite rightly. Yeah. But he, he... But still, isolated incidents. It's not something that you expect to happen. When it when it, when he does do badly, it's noteworthy. We talk about it. What the Larice did that? Are you joking? Usually he's reliable. It's the same way at the beginning of the season with Kane and the fact that he's only scored five league goals and it's February. That's noteworthy because usually he bangs them in. There is something greater at play here that is affecting any player that comes into this club. We've seen Bentoncourt come in and have two good, good appearances, right? Or three good appearances, right? Believe me, give him 10 games, give him 20 games, the same thing will happen to him. All right? Because we are run by <clears throat> accountants. Mm. And that culture has spread like a virus into our club. 
And it doesn't matter that Conte's there. It doesn't matter if we buy, if we manage to get Vlahovic or we manage to get uh, Diaz, right? The same thing will happen to them while Mr. Squidman, as I refer to him now, is in charge of anything related to football at that club, right? We need proper football people at the top of the tree at Spurs. Until we get that, this is going to keep happening. Conte will leave. We'll get some mid-level manager. They will fail. Okay? We will still be making poor purchases. We will still be making panic buys at the end of January. I turned around at the end of the window and I said that our transfer window was a two. Okay? Then we had the Brighton result and everyone was happy clapping. Yay! Seven on the transfer window. Goody, goody. Yeah? It's still a two. All right? We're still shit. And the reason that we're shit is because we're led by shit. When that shit disappears, the club might stop being shit. Okay? Do you know what? That, that, uh, what I will say is that very much echoes what I was sort of saying about the copy and paste of year on year. Because there's no lessons being learned. Correct. You know, it is very much from the... It's fed from the top down. And when we... When we look at, because let, let, let's be honest here, I, I'd love to know how many fans were desperate to leave White Hart Lane. I'd love to know, because I don't think many were. That wasn't done for footballing reasons. You know, they, it was sold that it was, but it wasn't. That was done for business purposes, because they can then bring in, you know, uh, the social fans. They can bring in the concerts. They can bring in the NFL. You know, I think it was after the Southampton game, they were talking about bidding for the Super Bowl, which you yeah. almost sat there and thought, read the room. That's not what people are giving. Yeah. I couldn't care less. Really? That does not interest me in the slightest. But that is where the club is going. And, and, and Rez is absolutely spot on. It is run by an, an accountant who does who makes excellent business decisions. Let's not make any mistakes about that. But we have seen year on year... Bad recruitment, but after bad recruitment, after bad recruitment. And when we're now looking at some of our best, probably one of our best, or two of our best players, let's say, they've come through the academy in Kane and Skip. You know, it's almost as if, and, and, I, and I think to be fair, the window summed up perfectly in that it took us 28, 27 days to try and get Traore. And yet it took a club that are bankrupt to get him within, an, uh, within a day. Right, that... When you actually listen to that out loud, you're like, well, that's not possible. But they did it, right? We then tried and tried to haggle. Bear in mind, if we wanted Luis Diaz as quick as as we as it comes out that the Spurs really tried, along with every other player they tried to get that they're yeah. never gonna sign, but it looks on paper like it is. You do you don't you cannot sit there and negotiate the price. Whatever price Porto put out, do the deal, do the medical, get it done. Right. Justin because, is worse than that. It's worse than that, right? Do you know what actually happened? It wasn't the price with Porto that present, presented the problem. It was Diaz's agent. Because what he did is that he, he realised that it was Spurs coming in, right? And it was him that actually basically leveraged Liverpool into buying him in January rather than waiting for the summer because he was able to dangle Spurs at the end of a sort of hook for Liverpool. But he knew, right, that Liverpool would then bite because he knew that he could 
he could drag it out with Spurs because we waste so much time giving him enough time to then go yeah. and get Liverpool all sorted and then bang they can close yeah. the deal and it, and it absolutely and it defines how pathetic even now our recruitment is because mm-hmm. I don't know I mean I, I'm not a, I'm not a transfer guru or anything like that but I do watch Sky Sports and I did know that they tried to sign Luis Diaz in the summer. And the talk was they were going to sign him this summer. Mm. So all Tottenham did was they spent a lot of money or a lot of time wasted bringing yeah. the price down so that Liverpool could, Liverpool could buy him. Yeah. And one of the things that yeah. I found absolutely hilarious is Paratici is meant to be seen as this transfer guru. <laughs> and in the end, he resulted to going back to his ex and begging for, for things they didn't want. Sorry to interrupt you again, Justin. And, and just to build on what you're saying, it's actually even worse because we ended up giving them money, Juventus money, to fund the player that we were pursuing Yeah, in Vlahovic. Yeah, absolutely, it, it, it is. And this is where, <laughs> it, you know, when you, we can sit there and we can dissect the, you know, the Wolves game, which I know that we will do, but you almost look at it and think, it is not just about the players. I mean, so many of those players have stolen a living for far too long. And it has taken, you know, you think it took finally uh, a window to get four of them out. And what's funny about that is three of them are actually playing well now. And you're sitting there and thinking, where really, how is our club at this point where it is almost just I, I sort of I was on the All Things Tottenham show yesterday and I said to me, it doesn't feel like a football club anymore. It feels like a tourist attraction. It's something you can take your family, you have a nice game, you maybe get a bit of food, you can watch a band and things like that when that's not what you go to football for. You go there because you want your team to I, win. I, I, did the stadium to, I did the stadium tour. I've done White Hart Lane and this one. And uh, White Hart Lane was a football stadium. This is an entertainment stadium. Yeah. That's yeah. what we are now. We're an entertainment company. Mm. Very similar to the wrestling. WWF used to be a wrestling company. Now they're a sports entertainment company. They're an entertainment company now. Well, I, think, I think that was to do with WWF Wildlife Thunder, to be fair. No, WWE then. got quite a few comments come in, so I'll, I'll just read them out. Bob Spur again. Hugo will be called out, rightly so. However, if it wasn't for him, we'd have lost by four or five. Mm. I, I do agree mm. with that. I, <laughs> I tweeted out, I think, about half hour in. He's been our best player and he's made about two cock three cock-ups uh, lack of quality ideas depth big evidence uh, yeah. big in evidence uh, true blue bryce how you doing bryce isolated incidents will always hurt more she's supposed to be captain leading by example uh darryl denton's uh, uh said it's damn limit limit this is exactly how i feel darren now unfortunately it's damage limitations i've mentally checked out i think seventh and eighth is where we're going to finish hope they have a plan for the summer it's all the same as usual he's then said plan who am I kidding? <laughs> uh, uh, audio, audio artisan. Uh, Levy wants customers, not fans. Go straight from Levy yeah, Brian. to Brian Daigle. How are you doing, Brian? Great to hear from you. Good evening, everyone. That was absolutely horrific. And then he echoed everybody here. I, I can only imagine. Good evening, everyone, especially Superman Bobsper. Uh, but yeah, Adam, uh, mm. let's go on to the mistakes. Lovies. Davies, defence, uh, midfield, I haven't got enough banners. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was isolated incidents by Lovis. Uh, and, and, you know, if he goes on another run of about 10 games where he doesn't make one, fine, OK, he's just out of mare. It, it, it feels like it was about three, four seasons ago and he, it, it becomes commonplace and there's a problem there. But uh, 
I don't really know what he was thinking. He made two errors in the first goal. He should have been out for a, 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 a corner, not straight down the middle. And, and that wasn't even a punch. That was, a, I don't know what that was. And then the kick at the end, and then Davies compounding all that. We, you know, Jimenez had a chance in the second half with uh, Sanchez taking an awful touch. I mean, <laughs> I mean the, list, the list goes on. I mean, I mean, it's sad to say that we're missing Dyer now, but that's how bad it's bloody got. We're, we're so Dyer, we're missing Dyer. That's how bad it's got. Uh, what do you put the mistakes down to? Lack of concentration, like Rez and Justin were saying, the whole culture of the club, which is transferring onto the pitch. Uh, what, what, what do you put all of those down to? Or, or just a bad day at the office and, and you know, <laughs> Man City yeah, I mean, win. <laughs> it is a lack of concentration most of the time, I think. Um, and I think it's a little bit harsh to um, label uh, the blame all, all on Loris. Um, because... Um, I mean, for the second goal, it was Ben Davies who gave the ball away, um, dreadfully. Um, I, I mean, I know the kick out to him was 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 pretty bad from Lois, or the pass out to him from Lois was bad, but he still had an option to you know hoof it hoof it out or hoof it up and get it away. But no, he, he tried to play it and um, played it straight to a Wolves player. Um, I think if you look as well, going back to Ben Davies. Den yeah. Donker was the guy who scored, who got it from his poor clearance. He's run straight past Ben Davis. Ben Davis was the nearest to him. Yeah. And if you look at Den Donker on the replays, he just makes a straight line run and he gets the rebound yeah. with Ben Davis just looking. So he yeah. was hugely at fault for that. Well, as soon as, soon as um, the ball was given away, it was like headless chickens all over the place. And, and Wolves just, you know, they just needed to, you know... Uh, you know, they, they they just brought it into the net basically, and and and, and that was that. And um, but with, with Luis, um, I do remember there was a chance quite soon after the second goal where Winks gave it away, <laughs> passed it straight to to one of their midfielders, and uh, Luis actually made quite a good save mm. to keep us in it, or kind of keep us in it, but keep it at two nil rather than three nil. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> um. Yeah, it's it's just lack of concentration. So Winks was giving it away, Ben Davies was giving it away, um, Sanchez and um, uh, who was the other uh, Romero yeah, all over the place. Um, you know, it's it's just a comedy of errors, really. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd be interested to go back through all the goals that we conceded over a period That'll of time. Take you a long while, Brad. That was. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I just. I <laughs> <laughs> Every goal we seem to concede is from a stupid error. I mean, look at yeah. Southampton's equaliser on Wednesday. I mean, that's yeah. about three or four stupid errors in a row. And we never, we very don't seem to concede a goal where the other team have played, oh, well, that was a really good move. They're playing. That, they deserved that. That was a great yeah. goal. Yeah. It always seems to be a mistake that we've made. Brad, you know, why and, do you think that is? Why do you uh, think well, I think, I think they're just, they're just, they're just, I think they're just scared. I mean, they're just paranoid. I, to be honest, I, I, right. I don't. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't so much say that. I think it is a fact of it. It reminds me similar of when we had Toby and Yan, where you know Toby was a better defender, but Yan was a better leader, and it was almost yeah. as if Yan was saying to Toby, "Go here, do this, do that." Yeah. Those three, honestly, could you know they couldn't organise a piss up in a brewery because <laughs> they they are they, they're good defenders. You know we've seen it in individual <clears throat> moments. You know we've heard Conte turn around and talk about how Sanchez he likes how the club are going to go and sign Romero um, Davies. Anyway, um, but um, the fact of it being <laughs> is is that 
those two they have the qualities but the problem is is when you're putting those three out there and asking them to organize that defense that already is is shaky they just can't do it the amount well, of times we, you saw you, you know romero run out and sanchez was like well what do i do now and that's the problem yeah. well, do, do you think we need dyer back or do you not think that will make that much difference uh, i genuinely Justin? think dyer uh, uh, for me i think that that if I was Conte looking at this, it, and it all depends on what Conte really wants to achieve. There's a part of me that genuinely thinks that actually, if I can finish outside of Europe, you know, I'm, I'm I can at least then have a proper run at the league next year. That is what seems to be his priority from what I can see. I don't think he really cares about this year because I think January window, if, if Tottenham had gone out, gone big, got four players in to cover the four he lost, I think you'd have thought actually. Yes, I will go with the club's ambition and I will go and push on to get you into the top four. But he doesn't care about the top four. He wants to win. So he yeah. clearly doesn't think this is good enough. But I do think that Dyer, for me, if, if they want to try and shore up the defence at all, it has to be Roden, Dyer, and Romero as your back yeah. three. Because at least then you've got some sort of leadership at the back. You know, at the moment, I don't I don't think Dyer is the, the greatest of defenders, no. but he he he's a voice. He can actually you know tell people what to do. And what we have seen, um, and I think it was a stat that was put out on Match of the Day, which was about Dyer, Skip, and Hoyberg. Oh, yeah. When those three are missing, Tottenham are absolutely clear. So, you know, I think they've lost. Yeah, but the I don't think five one single we game. played, I, I would I would just caveat that slightly by saying mm. the five that we played with those were like Watford, Norwich, yeah, they were winners, yeah. the weaker yeah. team. But without so them at the moment, we wouldn't be beating yeah. them. So I, uh, well, yeah. I, I think we've got. To, I think we've got to remember we are clutching at straws here. Let, let's let's yeah. not sit here and say the dive slots yeah. back in and we're yeah. going to go win the Premier League. We, no. We're talking about no. at the moment. We might just <laughs> we might just get into the Mickey Mouse European Cup. Let, let, let's be honest. That's kind of where we're getting at with this, yeah. and that yeah. is a real sad state of where the club has put us into that we're well, having to that we're having to hold up Dyer as the Messiah. You but know, I more, never thought Dyer more, and Messiah would more, go together. It's more than the individual. Um, it's more than the individual players. I mean, it's, uh, I can't remember who it was that mentioned. I think it was you, actually, Justin, that said that we got rid of four of four or four people. Mm. And three of them have started doing okay. All right, yeah, it's only one, maybe two matches, but and different leagues. I agree. Look, for me, these players they don't they don't care. We've seen that a lot. Loads of people have said they don't care. They don't give a shit when they're on the pitch. And that I think that's absolutely bang on the money. And there's a reason why they don't care, right? My biggest frustration now is not that we lost to Wolves or we lost to Southampton. I mean, I was on Tommy Talks Ball last week um, and we were talking about we've got six points coming. We got zero. <laughs> zero. We didn't even get one. Right? We were saying that last week on here as well. Mm -hmm. as exactly. We, uh, six, yeah. Uh, with, Six points yeah. coming in top four. Listen, guys, seriously, all right? I agree with you, Justin, about Conte, I think, treating this as a sort of extended preseason. And I've said that before. Yeah. Okay, I think you're absolutely right. Um, however, my big concern is this, that he has come in, and even if he's treating this as an extended preseason, and that does explain his substitution of Sessegnon in that, I think that he went with the formation there to test to see what these what a different personnel lineup could do. 
and got his lesson very early that the answer is not very much. And so rather than change personnel, do a straight swap for personnel, he changed the system. The thing that really, it was when that happened and five minutes after that substitution and the change to four at the back, and I sat there and it was like, this is no better. But what is even more damning for me was it's actually no worse either. There seemed to be this just flatness to to anything we do, anything we do. We have the odd blip here and there like Brighton who don't turn up and we take advantage. As Brad said, you know, we sometimes go ahead and everything's sort of ticking over and then something happens and we go flat again. It speaks to me of a group of employees. They are employees, right? Ultimately, who are not happy with the organization that they work for. I've been in that situation. I'm sure we've all been in that situation where we've got people high above us, not the ones that directly manage us, but people above them that sour the entire atmosphere of an organization, bring morale down. It's a morale question, not so much a mentality question. This is a group of people that I've described the squad as a couple of times as an undead creature that drags its carcass across the pitch every week. <laughs> what killed it? What turned it into a zombie? Right? These are people that play every football. The majority of footballers, when they play football, they play because they love it. They get into it because they love it. It's something they're good at. Right? How many players have we heard talk about the passion they have for the game? This lot don't have that passion. It's been sucked out of them. And my my terror and the thing that I think is going to come about is that we'll break, we'll get Dyer back and things will be slightly better. But then eventually, again, it will just be sucked out again. It'll be sucked dry. It'll be desiccated. It's a desiccated squad. It's a desiccated club. And we can hope and dream as much as we And I know I'm turning into the fucking angel of doom on this one. <laughs> we can we can hope and dream as much as we like but until that problem solved this is just going to be groundhog minute hour day month year decade over and over again yeah okay. and we also a few comments uh, sorry sorry brad i'm just gonna get a few comments mm -hmm. quite a few uh, Bryce, i uh, wonder if he'll strategically finish outside of european sports i think he's talking about levy there rather than yeah. conte uh, davil uh we struggled in conference league why should we expect yeah. to be higher and uh i, I showed this earlier but uh gugamar how, how are you doing thanks so much for watching hey, Danny Kiriakou is uh, enjoying yeah, dinner. Danny Kiriakou. <laughs> do, do, do. Danny Kiriakou. And he's got a little jingle to, to, uh, uh, to deal with. Uh, yeah. Scott M clutching at straws. Exactly <clears throat> right, Justin. And Dyer being back won't help anything. He loves ball watching and losing men as much Doesn't as matter. anything. Doesn't matter uh, whether he's good or shit. Yeah, and uh, Hearts of Liverpool, what's the real biggest problem with Spurs? Four letters Daniel Levy. with L ends with Y. Uh, <laughs> yes, sorry, well, Brad. Technically, I was, I was going to say, because I thought of a different word beginning with four letters, not that one, but I mean, <laughs> not the other one, because I know what Rez is now. This thinking. is a family show, James. <laughs> yes, yes. No, I was, I was going to go with one that begins with E and ends in C, not the one that starts with C and ends in T, because technically that's the translation of the other two. Yeah, we've got a comment here. I'm not going to show it up. Daniel Levy is the real problem. Tight. And then that word yeah. that yeah, I thought you were going to say won't spend the money. But yeah, sorry, Brad. Uh, well, the, one, the, one thing, the one thing that really concerns me about this, this team is I've, uh, during the Pochino years, I think we've lost 
so many semi-finals and and a couple of finals and we 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 still have players from that era in our team now i'm not having to go at players like kane because we all know how good kane is we've got kane son davies dyer larice they're all serial losers. They keep losing, and that can't be good. That really worries me. That no matter how good these players are, in the back of your mind, it's like because I, I feel it as a supporter. Oh, we're going to lose again. Oh, it's going to happen again. I just it really worries me that these players, no, no matter how good they are, will have that as this sort of monkey on their back, and, it, and it's stopping them from doing stuff that that, that we, we should be doing, that we should be doing to win these games. That's the one thing that really remind that really worries me that we we have for no you know serial losers in our team that haven't won anything. I mean even Kane with England lost the final, yeah. you know. So it, it, that must get to players. That really must now, get how, to how, players. How come Trippier went to Atletico and won things? Yeah. Well, I, yeah. yeah this I was, is, I was, this was, is the, to, to be fair, I think there's a stat out. And apologies for interrupting, Brad, but the amount of players that have left Tottenham. And are winning things, you know that that is it. And uh, you know, you, you mentioned Trippier, and there was a there was a thing I was watching when, at the time that Kane was taking a free kick, Trippier was scoring a free kick for Newcastle, and I sat there and I never thought I'd ever see this day in my life where I saw Kane over a free kick and thought, oh, I wish I had Trippier. And sure enough, he goes and he goes and smacks one in. Okay, he's injured, but he smacks one in, and you almost look at that and. You know, as I said, the problem is, is that once these players leave this club, they know that the clubs they're going to, there is at least a modicum of wanting to succeed. You know, Leon didn't bring Ndombele back just because they like to have his name. You know, uh, they, they wanted him because they want to win things. They want to get back yeah. into the Champions League. The Celso going to Villarreal is, is for them to go and get back up into the Champions League spots. You know, these players are going there wanting to succeed and wanting to do well. 90% of the players that come here are coming here for one reason, and that's a payday. And they get it because they know full well they can turn up for a couple of seasons, be bang average, and we'll then flog them off, you know, and they'll go back and they'll play proper football elsewhere. At the because moment, we, yeah. you know, we are the equivalent of the, we're the British version of the home Harlem Globetrotters, except the fact we're shit. We make decisions based on finance rather yes. than football. We buy players because they make financial sense, not because mm. they make footballing sense. Yeah, That's going what... to some of the points that have come up about players leaving Spurs and winning trophies. Well, yeah, when you talk about single players, you know, Hugo Lloris goes and wins a, wins a World Cup in France. Well, so that's a bloody good French team. You know, Trippier went to a really good Atletico Madrid team. You know, uh, Carl, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kulka uh, went. Cameron Carter Vickers. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> of, sorry. Yeah, he went. He went to Celtic. Who you know, it's either Celtic or Rangers are going to win up there. So yeah. you know, it, it's it's not. I mean, I the only thing that's a bit. I, I actually might put some money on Everton winning the FA Cup this season because Deli Allen's going. But, but you know, <laughs> but, but yeah, I think if you go to the, but I do get your point. I do get the other people's points in the comments, but. But yeah, you know, if I went to if I, if I went and supported Man City, I'd probably win trophies. You know, it's it sort of thing. You know, it's, it's that's that's why it goes. But uh, I do, I, it still does concern me that there's this little thing that Spurs won't win, and I, I get it as a supporter, and it's it's annoying. 
Right. Like audio artisan is pretty much it. Yeah, audio artisans pretty much echo that. Hugo, captain France, are the biggest honours. Yeah. Problem is at Spurs, but like you do oh, say, they yeah, have I the get best that. team I do get that. But... Uh, Mohamed, uh, uh, Dyer, Sanchez, championship players, and Lovis is a bad keeper for four years. Uh, four years ago, he was a bad goalkeeper because he had a bit, well, not bad goalkeeper, he made a lot of errors. But for the last two years, he's been absolutely superb yeah. ever since this mm. uh, pandemic. Yeah. Uh, Hearts of Liverpool has taken on my mantle of being optimistic. Top four is still there for you guys. United, Arsenal, West Ham are all bang average and will drop points. I think the, the point you're missing yeah, there is we need to gain points when they drop yeah. points, and that isn't well, happening. Promise, Hearts uh, of Liverpool, we're, we're below yeah. bang average at the moment. Yeah. So. And then he, he's, also, he's also gone to say, Jamie, when I watch Spurs play, you have a good attack, but your midfield is really mm. poor. The attack feed on scraps. And that kind of brings us on to the midfield. Uh, go with Rez. Go with Rez. Uh, Where's my uh, thing? Uh, I've got a few things here. Uh, the new boys' debut. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of Kulisevsky kind of played in midfield, but Benton Kerr definitely did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Winks can't pass. He was. Uh, I, I didn't mind the fact that he was trying to pass forward, but he's trying to pass through a brick wall. Uh, mm-hmm. And, it, it, you know, you, you've got to sometimes say, OK, well, the gap isn't there. Do you know what's funny? But, uh, you know what's funny? Yeah. I mean, Winks, Winks can pass. He yeah. can pass. And he can pass forward and he can pass. He's got actually got a good range of passes on him, right? It's just when he puts on a Spurs shirt, he forgets it. He loses it. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. It's not, I mean, it sounds funny. I know. It's again, it's up here. Dyer is not, Dyer and Sanchez are not championship level players. They are Premier League players. Okay. They have played well. They have shown they have ability. Okay. They are inconsistent and they make mistakes because they're not happy. All right. And Dombele was not happy. I don't forgive him for what he did, but he wasn't happy. Mm. He's at Leon now. He's happy. Right. Mm. They're enjoying their football. The reason they think they don't enjoy their football here. Okay. Because they work for a fucking entertainment company. They Mm. don't work for a football club. Right. And they know that. They might not be able to conceptualize it, but that's the thing. We can we can dissect these games until we're blue in the face. Football is a team game. You can have a player that isn't playing very well. You can have a player that's out of form, right? This sky-fed diet of focusing on the individual and, and dissecting it right down to the last few stats and saying that that is the root cause of everything in the same way that we're doing with, you know, when Dyer, Skip and Hoiberg are in the side, we do this. When they're not, we do that. It's like day of the week. You know, time of the season, opponent you're playing, home or away, all of these have an effect. We can't turn around and, you know, collation, uh, sorry, um, collation is not correlation. But the things that we can correlate are the fact that we are so inconsistent. We show no gumption. We show no steel. All of those things run through our club and have been doing it for the last four years. Where does that come from? It's a different squad, different managers, different stadiums. What is causing that? The only common denominator, the only thing that is a constant in all that is the atmosphere of the club and the person who decides that. I don't care who plays, right? I thought Benton Court played well. I did. He had some good moments, okay? And I'm, I'm hoping that he's going to be a good player for us. But I don't think he will be, right? Winks will eventually leave. This is the last, last chance saloon for him. He's gone, okay? I don't think he'll last the summer. You know, Kulisevsky has some development to do. All of these things are true. All of these things are true. But come on, guys. We've got to stop fixating on 
on the, the the issues of individual games and start focusing on where the real problem at Spurs lies because we'll just be here forever doing the same thing mm. every yeah. time we lose. Do you yeah. not think though that, that yeah. professional footballers should be playing for their manager, for their supporters, mm. that sort of yeah, thing, and not even caring about the club and how it's run? Footballers do you, do you don't know, care about that yeah. anymore now because was, because because they're millionaires by the time they're twenty, mm. they don't have to care. They don't have to care. You look at Deli Ali. Yeah, you I mean, Ali, if he gets fired, mm. or, or, or he's probably still got 20 million pounds in the bank. If I got yeah. fired, it goes on my CV. I look for another job. It's, I've got that block <laughs> on there. I, I, I've got trouble. I can't pay my mm. mortgage or this or that. You know, he, the footballers don't have to care. So th there's and very few now who, 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 who play, like Vez said, mm. for the love of football. A lot of them now. Asuakoto was kind of the, the, the pioneer. Like oh, yeah. he, he famously said, didn't he? I don't like football. I'm good at it and I get paid a lot of money. <laughs> it, it's more and more becoming about that now, I think. Yeah. All of us have an element of job satisfaction, no matter whether we have a lot of it or very little of it. And that's still true of footballers. I'm not making excuses for them, guys. I'm not saying we should forgive them necessarily. I'm just saying it's the reality of it. Right? Yeah. That so to, it's been sucked from them. Yeah. To be fair, what I would say is I kind of understand where Brad's coming from. The players go out there and they want, they should want to do or want to play. And let's not forget, we had that for a period. We had it exactly. at a period under Pochettino. Mm -hmm. The problem then became what the club created as a culture, where they mm -hmm. create, where they came up with the record that I never thought I'd ever see a club come up with. But Daniel Levy smashed out the park, which is the only team in Premier League history not to sign anybody in the summer transfer window. Those players will have then looked at that, mm, seen as yeah. well they didn't do anything in the winter window, and then yeah. just thought, where am I going this? What is the definition of the club? And at that point, there was no progression. And even Pochettino said it, you know, that interview that even to this day haunts me to my very soul which is the one about the painful rebuild that hasn't come, that hasn't started, you know, or to be fair, if it has started, it started badly with the four out, two in. But mm. the problem is, is that the players at that point, when Poch was there and building something, they probably thought the club are going to follow what Poch is doing. And they then just looked at it and thought, all Poch, all they've done is use what Poch gave them to build a stadium. That's all that happened in that time. And at that point, they thought, right, okay, we're in this stadium. Now it's going to be a backing. And the backing was 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 borderlining non-existent slash crap in terms of the three players we brought in that ultimately weren't good enough. That is spot yeah. on. Also, about the players being unhappy. Yeah, what the hell have they got to be unhappy about? <laughs> they play for a fantastic club. They they've got a fantastic fan base. Uh, play at a fantastic stadium. They've got the best manager in the world. Um, they get paid a lot. What have they got to be unhappy about? Great training facilities. Yeah. Best training facilities that's, in the country. That's what reductive. have they got to be happy about? They right. got I'll, tell what. I'll tell you what. Listen, it's not as simple as that. Do you know, like, if it you is. ask someone... No, no, it isn't. No, it really what? isn't. And there's proof of that. They, Wait, they, hold on. They just need to hold play on. To, 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 their, to their ability... You've got to understand the psychology of it. If you say to someone, what will make you happy in your job? Most people will turn around and say, oh, if I get paid more. And they've done studies to show that in actual fact, money has a minimal effect on job satisfaction. It's not just money. Right? Look, it's I'm not saying it's just the money. I'm just saying that we, we, we look at these things and think it's simple, but it's not. 
All right. We we're they're in an environment in which Daniel Levy is always there. Right. I read an article in The Athletic that uh, questioned why Christian or was analyzing why Christian Eriksen decided to leave. And one of the things that came up in that was the fact that Spurs, what they've got a habit of doing to protect themselves against players being poached is that they'll give small incremental raises to players and contract extensions on a very, very regular basis. And that led to Ericsson feeling trapped at Spurs. He felt mm. that he was never going to be able to develop and go and try something that will become a better player because he was constantly being dragged back and tied to the railings at Spurs. Is what we saw with Harry Kane potentially over the summer. These things, they might have great training facilities. They might have great fans who love them. They might be paid a huge amount of money. But when you, if you have a bit of that, once it's special when you have it every day it wears off and you start looking at the things that make you dissatisfied right it's mm. easy for us because we don't have it to say they're getting 200 and something thousand pounds a week what are they complaining about and you're right what are they complaining about unfortunately in their mind they're not thinking that they're not thinking i'm getting 250,000 a week what am i complaining about it's like yeah, that's my. That's another two fifty in the bank. You know, chuck it over the shoulder. Forget about it. What am I unhappy about? My football's gone. Yeah, but reality of it. You know what? I, what, if, what I will say because I do. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, Rez. What I will say with regards to what Adam's talking about there, because I, I, I kind of understand that. I think the problem is particularly when you talk about Tottenham, and and I'll give an, an example of Carl Walker. Carl hmm. Walker just wanted to win trophies he wasn't ultimately unhappy at Tottenham he wants to be successful he wanted the club to match what he was looking to do and the club weren't prepared to do that so in the end they sold him for 50 million quid to City now he's got titles he's got trophies he's got winners medals and everything like that when you look at where Tottenham are and you look at let's say Harry Kane Harry Kane himself and, and I'm, I'm happy to say this, is is better than where Tottenham are in terms of footballing-wise, and yeah. yet will potentially go down as one of the greatest players never to win a trophy. And yeah. I think this is where the problem comes in. I don't think it's so much the fact of they're not happy <laughs> at the club and they're not happy with the money that they're getting. I think the fact of it is that they've reached a point, and that's what they did under Pochettino, they reached a point where they just thought, you know, and the Champions League final was the pinnacle. You know, that was it. I think if they'd have won it, it would have been different. But I think they've looked at that and they've got, that is the closest we're ever going to get to winning major silverware. Because the club, time. yeah, because the club will not take it to that level. You look at how much money other clubs spend and you look mm -hmm. at our spending in comparison. I think, um, you know, one of uh, the people on on the All Things Tottenham show that I did uh, yesterday, talked about it in the fact that Tottenham has spent over the last two windows, 30 million quid. And that's on the balance of ingoings and outgoings. That does not make you a top four team. That doesn't make you competitive really on any level. If you yes. think our spending isn't too dissimilar, I think there's been years when teams have been relegated who have spent more money than us. And yeah. that, I think, is where the biggest problem comes in, that these players look at it and they think, if I really want to win something, I have to leave. If I'm happy just to take a paycheck and then eventually get booted out the door, then I can just do that. And I think that is where the biggest problem is. And they saw it with Kane, the talisman, the, the big, you know, the driving heart of Tottenham, 
who turned around last year and said, I want to go because I don't believe I can win anything. And I, and even when I look at where the club is now, I kind of have to agree with him. I wasn't happy about the way he did it, but I did no, understand it. And that, to be fair, is where I think, I understand what you're saying, Adam, but I think that's the problem at the moment. I don't think it's so much about money. I think it's the fact that the club just couldn't care less about They're more interested, More interested in corporate deals, more interested mm. in the Get Here sponsorship, more interested that, in the bad sponsor, yeah, the naming rights business. and all of that. It's, it's been exactly. kind of business. I'll what, get you say, Adam, what you say, Adam, yeah. is not wrong. You're not wrong. Mm. They don't have that much to complain about. Unfortunately, it's human nature. It's mm. human nature to, to worry about the things we don't have rather than the things we do have. And footballers yeah, are no the, different. And, I mean, to be fair, we're, yeah. we're not, we're not going to compete with Man City and Chelsea. Oh, of course not. Teams like that. Because look at the money they've got. Yeah. You but, can't compete with that. But, but Adam, one thing I will just cool. enter, I just wanted to add to that. You look at... Chelsea. Now, the difference there is Tottenham spent a billion pound on a stadium and won nothing. Chelsea spent a, probably about a billion on players and won everything. Yeah. That shows you where the difference is. You, you saying about the not being able to compete with Chelsea, that's because from a footballing, from a club's perspective, from the owner's perspective, that doesn't make business sense. That's yeah, their yeah. view. You know, and the, and the January summed up perfectly. We were in a position where West Ham signed no one. Man United, uh, was it loaned out Martial? And obviously they got the issue with Greenwood. Arsenal yeah. got rid of Aubameyang and didn't replace him. Conte turned around and said, if you want to get what you truly want, which they've always said is top four, go and spend the money. Yeah. And what they did was they didn't. In effect, they saved themselves money. And that is when mm -hmm. Conte looked at this and thought, you clearly don't care about this season. Why should I? And that's what, yeah. to be fair, what Mourinho did last year. He did exactly the same thing. Mm. Yeah. Do you think that's why? Because we, we were calling out for three in midfield. Uh, I, I know Vez said we shouldn't be talking about the game, but with respect, I'm with, with respect, Vez, I'm ignoring you. <laughs> 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 no, 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 yeah, so we were wrong. calling out. I'm not saying we shouldn't talk about this yeah. thing. We should. They, they are things to talk about. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying, trying to cheer myself yeah, up. Yeah, no, no, no. I was just putting it in the extreme terms. But do you think we should play three midfield? Because Leicester, we played three. Liverpool, we played three all right we we conceded a few goals there but mm. we looked like we were going to score goals yesterday we huffed and puffed certainly that second half didn't look like we were going to score goals at all and 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 you know Kane and Son off form Kane fairly ineffective yeah uh, yeah so I'll come to you Justin uh I mean, Kane was trying. I, I don't think there's any doubt mm. Kane was trying. And I may get flack mm. for this. I thought Morva was as well. He's trying to get really? the ball and run. Uh, Son, his his one-on-one -on -one after Benton Kerr put him through was very unlike him. It didn't look like he was going to score that at all. I know he's you know, Wolves are a bit of a bogey team, but still you expect more from uh, Son there. Uh, mm. But yeah, I mean... Were you, surprised, were you surprised by a lack of three in midfield? Uh, and, and is that because, like you say, he's given up? And uh, just one comment I forgot to mention. The Champions League final was a sliding doors moment. Audio Arts answers. Well, yeah, a sliding doors. But yeah, do you think three in midfield should be the way to go? Maybe not against City, but do you think Conte's just, well... I, if I, I, I finish I, as slow as possible, it says 
you've got to spend money whether we will <laughs> yeah thing, i think but... i think to be fair yeah because we can go on about that you know we'll probably be here um you know for a very long time discussing it but i think when you look at in terms of what he's got what i would like to see is you know sort of skip hoivierg uh, and benton in that middle trying to because it seems like that if you've got those type of players in there they can kind of not only Boston midfield, but they can also protect the back line. You know, we know that our defence isn't as good as we'd like it to be. I think they would, because one of the things Conte sort of likes to play is having a wing-back system, you know, where they can bomb forward and obviously can put the crosses in. So I think if he's got those three in the middle, I think it gives more freedom for Regulon and... I don't think we'll play three in the middle. And I, and I think the very good reason for that is that if you actually look at it, we've only got really four, is it? If you, if you count Harvey White, five central midfielders. So I think he's squad managing to get through could, to the rest end of the season. He could be. But I think, to be fair, what I would say is, is that once Skip is fit, I think he has to see it. I think he has to see that three because, you know, one of the things that is going to come up in the summer is whether we look a long-term replacement for Hoybjerg because, you know, I think obviously he, he has played a lot of games and he's been trusted by a lot of managers, but, you know, he has made a lot of mistakes recently and it's whether he is the next level for what Tottenham need. I mean, one of the things that I sort of noticed with a lot of the players is, is that those are the type of players that the likes of Wolves would try and sign. You know, I could imagine them going after someone like Davison Sanchez, them going after someone like Harry Winks, you know, that those type of players ending up there. So to me, I think he, I wouldn't be surprised if he sees the three just to see, because I Probably. think one of the things Conte is going to have to do is very, very clever and work out where he can save money. He did it with the goalkeeper. You know, he saved himself probably about 40 million quid getting a top quality goalkeeper to replace Lloris. I think he's going to look at that middle three and see, is that my middle three going forward? Or could I play two with one coming off the bench, you know, so that then I can save myself money? Because, as you said, we're going to come on to the, the, the wing-back situation. I know there's talk that Regulon could be off, um, that Madrid might, um, you know, do that buyback clause. So it could be that we're looking for a left and right wing back. And to be fair, if we can get that middle three or middle two to work, it could save us some money to then spend and actually spend on maybe like Lamptey or, you know, Max Ahrens or somebody like that who can come in and give that burst of pace, that burst of energy, um, you know, on, on, on the right side. And then depending on what he's able to look at on the left-hand side, whether he sticks with Sessignon or or hopefully goes to someone else. Yeah, let's talk about the wing-backs. Uh, a couple of comments first from Dale. Top clubs, fans, demand trophies. Why they get the best of the best. We are not under pressure to do so. While Twiddly D, Twiddly Dummer here. Uh, we hit the ceiling under these two, unless a manager overachieves. overachieves. Mm -hmm. uh, but Adam, uh, right wing-back, I think that's a real problem. Emerson's been awful. I, I said he should have been dropped uh, just to give him a rest and take him out of the firing line. Doherty... There was one header, which uh, Laurie saved from a, a shot. I can't remember who had the shot. Uh, at 
absolutely terrible. I think we've got a real problem there. And 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 teams are going to target us. And God knows what Man City are going to find uh, find there uh, with their, the Sterlings, the the, the Fodens, the Marveses, the Grealishes, the the De Bruyne's, the, the Bernardo Silvers. Uh, well, switching like off right said, now. Yeah, and and, yeah, and, and and with Man City as well, they'll be angry about losing that first game. So they'll be fired up for that. And if we don't match that, which I don't think we will, we are going to be bang in trouble. They're going to rip target that, that right side to The left wing back isn't so much of a problem, I don't think, while Vegion is here. Uh, Sessignon, I felt a little bit sorry for. I don't <laughs> think he did anything <laughs> worse than anybody else. Uh, but yeah, right wing back, I mean... Uh, uh, is it time for like Bergvine, do you think, or someone else? Uh, <laughs> try something different. Try something yeah. different because yeah. Emerson and Doc. It defines Spurs, this does. It defines Spurs, square pegs and round holes. Yeah. You know, we've got Collini. He's not going to play any games. Uh, Why don't we give him a go yeah, out there? What do you yeah, think, Adam, yeah, with our wing back yeah, going yeah. forward? Yeah. Uh, do you, remember, do you remember when we made a massive hoo ha about Poch playing Sonny at left wing back against Chelsea? Yeah. Right, it looks like it's going to have to be something like that because who do you rely on? They're going. I mean, they are. Yeah. Gonna, I mean, every yeah. club yeah. is going to target our right side. You know, Middlesbrough are going to do that. You watch, and the the likes of Man City are going to rip that side of our, our that flank to absolute shreds. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't surprise <laughs> me if Bergwijn does play. Uh, uh, if he, uh, you know. Emerson and uh, or Doherty there and uh, Bergvine further up because he did a job similar to like that uh, under Jose tracking back for Adam mm. the right side. <laughs> well, yeah, what do you really? do to combat Man City here if if if, if you can? Well, um, I don't think Man City really do come down the flanks too much, do they? They they, they tend to like against us. I guarantee it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, well, yeah. Uh, to be honest, the first game of the season when we played Man City, I, I was thinking, oh, it's going to be a cricket score here, especially when the teams came out. And, and we, we put in quite a good good performance. We sort of nullified their, their attack. Um, and, and obviously, we got a goal of us. Um, Son, Sonny got a goal and um, we won the match. But, um, yeah, we, we just need to play with a bit more oomph. Uh, that first man. How, how do we get that? Um, for me, Skip. <laughs> if Skip plays, we're a bit more likely to get it just because he's got a bit of energy and desire. The lack yeah. of desire, certainly in that midfield, is is very alarming. And if you do that against City, you are going to be killed. You give I'm going space. to the pub to watch that, and I think that's the only place I can watch. It. I'm going to need some alcohol. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the first game of the season, we, we, we close them down. We, we stop them playing. We 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 stop them passing. We stop them. Uh, uh, their attacks and, and that's what we need to do we just need to work hard work really hard close them down stop them playing stop them attacking stop them passing and hopefully we get, get a bit of luck yeah i mean <laughs> Brad, how, how how would you do that do you, do you think tanganga will play again and then in the hope that sterling or Grealish, if they play will go oh god not well, I, I think tanganga is probably not going to be fit for ban city right. And uh, people who've seen me on these these shows know that, you know, it's Brad and the blue sofa. Well, I think I'm going to be watching the Man City from behind the blue sofa. So, uh, I, I think yeah, on, on, <laughs> on Saturday, on Saturday, actually, if Dyer is fit, uh, you're going to have Romero playing on the right side of the, the back three. So, that might provide a bit more cover for whoever is right wing back 
I personally would like to see Emerson as right wing back rather than Doherty purely defensively because he, he can actually run and might be able to get a tackle. <laughs> yeah, and might be able to do a little bit better than Doherty, who I don't think has got a defensive I think he's in he's running because he's going to be doing a lot of running back. Well, yeah, I mean, but I think we can all agree that Emerson is a, a far better defender than, than Doherty. You know, we can argue about the attacking wise, but I think defensively he's a lot better than I don't think Doherty could defend and save his life. On the left-hand side, again, you've got to go with Davis at the left the, to provide the backup for Regulon, whoever might be playing there, which I think has worked in the past. Obviously, we're playing a far better team this, this time. And we just have to go with that, I think. Uh, going forward, we're stuck with the two wing-backs. Yeah, you could use Tanganga. I think we got fooled a bit by his performance at right back. It was good against Man City, but I think we got fooled into thinking that he's a right back. I don't think he is. I think the centre back is his position, uh, and he's the number one that that until he got injured was 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 wasn't confident. He'd lost a lot of his confidence on the left hand side. Yeah, again, you got Sessegnon, but then Sessegnon again, I think is 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 a player that's an attacking attacking wing back. I don't think defensively he's got much. Uh, from what I can see, whereas I think Regulon's probably got a bit more defensively. Uh, but then, you, yeah, you have to have your three, your three centre-backs and then have your midfield stopping the ball. You know, if you put those three in the midfield, I'd like to see Kane and Son just play up top and have three in the midfield. And whether that means Mora doesn't play, I don't, you know, I don't care. Uh, then hopefully you can protect and stop the ball getting to the, the wingers or to that side and keep it down the centre where you've got your three midfielders and your free centre-backs. Keep them there. Don't let them get out wide. You know, so, yeah, but it's, it's definitely an issue. And I, I think, we're yeah, we're, we're stuck with a, a problem at right wing-back. This is why, going back to the transfer window, and I'm going back to before the Brighton game, when the window had finished, and I think I gave it a 6 out of 10, uh, based on the fact that we got rid of four or three yeah. players anyway that was causing a problem in the dressing room. And we were more... It seems, it seems ridiculous now, I know, but at the time, we were, we were a more compact squad. I thought, well, that's, that's going to be good. But the reason I dropped it down from, I think I, I worked out this system where I think I gave them a seven. I dropped it down to six or probably five because we did all this business, but the players that we were looking for, we didn't get. We're supposed to be in the market for a right wing back, didn't get one. Supposed to be in the market for a, a backup striker or another striker, didn't get one. Left sided, well, left sided, that was probably waiting for. But a player or a creative midfielder didn't get one. Now, you could argue maybe Kulachevsky is going to be the player that might be, you know, showing a little bit of creativity on on, on Sunday. Not a lot, but he, he he tried. As we all said about Winks, they can pass the ball. Uh, just to, they're trying to pass it through, you know, two ranks of four, you know, eight players. So it's going to be difficult. But, yeah, I think this, yeah, we, we, we're, well, we're stuck with it at the moment. I What do people reckon about? I've always been imp- impressed by, in the friendlies anyway, and I can't remember his name. Pat Pakoski. Pat Koski. Pat Koski. Yeah, he's a he's a centre back, isn't he? I know. I know. Yeah. You mean he's sometimes been on the bench. Pat Koski or something like that. Yeah, I thought he was more of a right a right back, right sided player. I mean, I could be wrong. I, 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 he's, he's he's the one who plays for Estonia. So, you that's know. right. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say he's an international. I couldn't couldn't think what country. <laughs> yeah, I, I, for my record, I mean, somebody will probably be able to um, say otherwise, but I was sure he was a um, a centre back, but. I'm, I'm not so sure that we could be 
looking at Emerson. I think the problem was, you know, if I understand what you're saying about Emerson being defensively minded, but the problem was we saw in the Southampton game, you know, James Ward-Prowse just had an absolute field day and tore him to bits. And, you know, and, and, and City have, have got much better players than that. I, I think it's just going to be a struggle. You almost have to sort of sit there and, I, I think, go 3-5-2 and, mm. and, and sort of try and just, you know, almost have, whether it be, um, you know, Skip, if, if he's back, or Hoiberg, sort of almost sitting in in front of that defence and almost, if needed, when they're coming at us, trying to go to a four at the back and then push back up to make it a five, you know, if hell freezes over and we actually are able to press forward. Yeah, what about getting getting the wing-backs further forward so it means that they're attacking players have got well, to that, come Yeah, well. I mean, but yeah. the, the only problem with Emerson on that is, um, you know, when, you know, the, the Watford game summed up his, um, his, uh, that was it, yeah, Um but, you yeah. know, with, with Emerson, the Watford game summed up his crossing. Yeah. When if you watch, as soon as Emerson got the ball out wide, Watford just went, go on then. Yeah. yeah we no. know we're going to stop this. And I think this is the problem. I mean, one of the things I said is that maybe if they are trying things, and, you know, and I understand what you're saying about him being more defensively minded, maybe if they are going to try and keep Royal into some sort of form, Maybe as future goes on, try and convert him to like a, a centre-back, you know, a, a right-sided centre-back. Because if right. he's got the pace and he hasn't got the abilities to put the ball forward, maybe they could do that. But again, it's still going on to square pegs and round holes. At the moment, I just, that's the one thing I, I genuinely feel sorry for Conte for. Because the other positions you can kind of justify who you would put. But in that right wing-back situation, when... I never thought I'd see myself saying it, but I was desperately scrambling to have Doherty back. <laughs> he comes on, he then plays as a you know as a wing back and then as a, a right back, and he's rubbish in both positions. <laughs> you just sat there and you're like, I don't really know who I'd put there. So I do get where you're going with the the Estonian player, yeah. you know, to actually maybe see and and give him a go because I don't think we've got anything to lose, to be honest. Well, the thing about about saying Watford sitting back and saying, "Come on, cross." I don't mind if Man City do that for 90 minutes on Saturday. I don't think <laughs> I was going to say, that would be amazing. There's a difference. Right? What Man City do is, is they will go, yeah, okay, come at us. Then when the inevitable sort of mess up happens, they'll go, right, let's show you how it's actually done. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a difference. Watford didn't have the ability to no. teach us the lesson. You know, that's the thing. That's why you got to have the free in the, mid in the midfield now because you got to pack that yeah. midfield and just try and score. <laughs> yeah, that's no, why. That's why. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think three five And dare I say it? Dare I say it? They struggled to to break Arsenal down when Arsenal were down to ten men. I know you know we could argue about who's got the better defence, but they did struggle. So you know if you, if you put your mind to it and play the best of your ability, then you, who knows? The but we've got yeah. the issue we've got is that we don't press. No, we no, don't press, right. and we don't, and and they and they basically, you saw it. Wolves were doing it to us all match. Yeah, they just pass it around us because we just were like, oh, missed the ball, oh, missed the ball, because we don't hunt in packs. I think, I think if you, you know, play three in the midfield, marking, you know, I think if you play three in the midfield, you've got more likely got more to press because you because you've got someone there who who can sit. But I mean, yeah. City is just going to be. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a, a few, game is so good. Yeah, a few comments here. Pat, Pat's uh, 
that guy. He's a centre-back, <laughs> but he played right-back and left-back during pre-season. That's uh, audio artisan. Davil said, after the last three games, would it be that bad to give Rodon and Pe- well, yeah. a chance? <laughs> uh, it wouldn't. Uh, he's yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I agree. Absolutely. Yeah, he's he's yeah, also well, said... Cities, yeah, he's also said City's defence give you chances. Just don't think we outscore them. Uh, and they're in full flow now. Absolutely agree. That's why I wasn't that bothered about playing them first game because they hadn't got into their rhythm. And uh, <laughs> Audio Artisan said we have to stink out the Etihad, 10 men behind the ball and hope for the best. So, I mean, do, do, do you think he'll set up in a similar way that he did to Chelsea uh, away when we lost 2-0? Certainly, that first half, I didn't think we played that bad in that, in the sense that the plan I thought worked and it should have been 1-0 to us at half-time. That was a goal for Kane. But but it, it was obviously to sit back, make the game boring. And then that's your job as an away fan. Certainly when you're the weaker team, shut the crowd up. You shut them up by making it boring. Crowd? Give them yeah, chances. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you do. You, you, you shut the empty yeah. seats up. You shut the empty seats up. And then, yeah, yeah. I thought we did that quite well against like, Chelsea. There, you know? <laughs> and I thought we did that quite well against Chelsea. And then Tanganga mm. should have been taken off because of the booking. And then, like Brad mm. said earlier, yeah. the first goal goes in, done, game over. But uh, yeah, do, I think do if, there's think... any, if there's any manager in football that, that can that can plan that sort of a game, it, it's Conte. The yeah. problem is he's got. A, the issue is, as well as we played against Chelsea, I thought in that first half, City are a completely different animal. And, and oh yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to be like you know, hundred percent on and hope Chelsea have yeah, a bad day, uh, you know, uh, to beat them. At City, you have to have an unbelievable uh, uh, giant killing day and hope Man City have a Tottenham day. That's what you need. Right. And I just don't see they're going for that league. The league ain't done and dusted yet. If it was mathematically impossible for anyone to catch them, they could have let their mm-hmm. standards slip. But they still they're going to be angry about that them. first first game. Uh, yeah. so how, how do you see? I mean. I'll do the uh, preview uh, on Friday, but uh, he's got to change something, hasn't he, Conte? Because he can't go on like the Southampton and Watford because we'll be on the end of a, a cricket score. Look, we, we we can we can play we can play three in the middle. Um, we can play two in the middle. I I honestly don't see us having the ability to stop Man City playing their passing game. No. There's what they I mean, listen, it's the it's the cornerstone of every single Guardiola team. And there really is when you've got when you've got technical players of the ability that Man City have, it's virtually impossible to stop. You you basically have to as you do have to you know, shut them up, press them, you know, make them make them lose heart. Um, unfortunately, we're not a club that makes other clubs lose heart. Where, where right now we're a club that makes other clubs laugh. Um, you know, it's 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 it would t- it would be the phenomenon of the season for us to go to the Etihad and win, right? It will probably be the the most notable um result of the season on par with anyone else going to the Etihad and winning. You know, um, we don't. We don't. I wouldn't give Liverpool a chance. I'd give. I might give Liverpool a chance, but I wouldn't give any other club a chance at the Etihad with the mood and the form that Man City are in right now. I wouldn't give anyone a chance, let alone ourselves. 
No, I, I, I'm expecting it. I, I'm usually positive, Justin, but I'm expecting a Tim Sherwood result here. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, at the very least, at the very least, I say this on all my previews and it never ends up coming up. And then I always moan about it on the Monday. The first 50-50, knock one of them into the air, show them they're in for a game and, and carry on doing that. Be a bit nasty. I mean, it, it's sad to say it'd be nice to have Lamella back because he'd certainly <laughs> go in for a yeah. yeah. you know, I, I don't think we have that kind of nastiness now. I, I'm sure there's a few people who who, who who are nasty in training and give nicks to their buddies. But like in, in terms of the game, it's just too soft and... and You've got to try and, like they said, get City off their passing game. You don't do that by dangling feet around and letting them run past. You go into it like Tanganga did to Sterling and uh, Grealish. Mm. I was going to say, actually, that, yeah, that, that, to be fair, was what I was going to say, you know. Because it Sterling is in and Grealish there. didn't want any part of him after that. No. That, that, uh, th their left side was fairly anonymous after yeah. 10 minutes. And that's See, this what you is... do. Yeah, this is one of the things it. that is frustrating with Tottenham. When you, you look at some of the players that we've had who can do the dirty part of the game, the part of the game where you really wind somebody up, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I didn't mind Lamella, OK? Mm. You know, it always used to be a Rabona red card injured for 12 months and then he'd do the same. But, <laughs> you know, the, 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 you know, the, the fact okay. thing is... Know, sorry, before you carry on, you do know that he's only ever received one red card. <laughs> and no, that, is true. that is true. Yeah, and that's what he's called yeah. 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 a Rabona as well. But... The, the thing is, is you look at the players that we've had in the past who do the dirty things, you know, like the Scott Parker when he was there, Moussa mm. Dembele, you know, people, there was, you know, there, there were people who turned around and said, what did Dembele actually bring? All he brought was that sort of, you go and do your bit, I'll do the dirty part of the mm. game. Yeah. And we don't have that. We don't have people. It's almost as, as we saw... You know, and, and Hoyberg is is an equivalent of that, and it would I think that would set the tone if he went in a proper crunching tackle, mm. just to set to say that actually you're not going to have it your own way. But yeah. you know, the worry is is that by the time that happens, we could be two or three nil down, yeah. and and game's over by that point. You know, so yeah. that that is the bit that you do think is really missing is that grit through the team to actually go out there and say, do you know what? We might lose this game, but you're going to know we've been in a battle. And, and yeah, that's yeah, kind yeah. Of yeah, why... just, just to cut you off, sorry, uh, Adam, I know you need to go. go uh, thanks so much for coming on. Hope this was a bit of good therapy for you after the shocking <laughs> uh, game. And uh, you're going to need oh, quite oh. a bit more, I think, next Monday. Yeah. <laughs> do I see a cat in the background? I couldn't work out if it was real, but yeah, it's definitely a cat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cheers, Adam, and uh, yeah, yeah speech is soon. Can't see, this is how you treat cats, you know. You <laughs> 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 anyway, on that note, I'll see you guys later. Yeah, Adam, take care, Adam. Do you know what? With the state, with the state of fucking refereeing in this country, okay, the first time we try that and just you know, <laughs> it'll be a red card. And we're, we're yeah. it, it, it wouldn't, and to be fair, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. But almost, you you know, when we talked about uh, that a match of the day, when they talked about um, Dyer, um, you know, Skip and Hoybjerg, when those three don't play, it's because okay, the opposition weren't as high as what we've had in the past or other teams, but. Those are the only three I would say. If you wanted somebody to come in and really ruff, ruffle some feathers, be aggressive, tell other players to come on, let's go for it. 
That's yeah. the three. The Other rest than cutie. Of... cutie. We've still got Cutie, but he's the only one now. It's just yeah. A... But yeah. you still the problem with him is yeah. he reminds me of um Aurier in the sense of he's a card away from being sent off. Yeah, a little you bit. You know, yeah. it's you almost think, is he gonna be sent off in this game? Yeah, because he just goes in and yeah, and you need someone around him to say, No, that's well, I mean no, he, he could be in trouble against City because like Vez said, they pass it round you. And if he's yeah. out of position going storming in and they knock the triangles round him, then we we're left with yeah. You know. uh, but yes, a bad uh, skip. I think is key. I mean, I mean, we're not going to do anything. We're not going to get top four here. But uh, he, he, he is the one midfielder I think who who in, has that kind of lamellaness about him, if that's a word. Uh, that kind of he nastiness and getting into someone, getting into someone. Uh, he hasn't done a Rabona yet, but yeah, yeah, he hasn't done a Rabona yet. But you know, he's only. Young. I, I, um, but yeah, uh, uh, but. If if he plays, and I, I I think we we could have that first 50-50, Someone goes in, but without him, we just look so toothless. And Winks isn't going to go hard in on someone. Hoiberg needs a rest. Hoiberg, at least he kind of well, had one yeah. against Wolves, I guess. I, 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 running up I, and down, uh, 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 warming up. But uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, we'll do a preview in detail on Friday. But for you, uh, how do we approach this City game? Being that. Uh, it will be the first time we've lost four league games in a row in 18 years. Mm. I think we have to try and bring that Battle of Stamford Bridge mentality mm. in there and just, just hope that it, pull, it, it it comes off. Because I think yeah. uh, I think going back to what you said about Skip, I think Skip, he really is one of the futures of, of Tottenham, really. I mean, this is a guy, I'm, I'm old enough to have seen Steve Perriman's sort of debut and how he progressed. Skip reminds me of him. Uh, I mean, I can't remember exactly how good a passer Perry was, but Skip, yeah, Skip seems to improve. As he's, I've seen him improve as the season's gone on. In the early games, he was getting booking early, wasn't he? He's was getting stuck in, as you say, but doing it really early, getting a card, and then having to watch it. Now he had, he had a really bad first fifteen yeah. minutes against City, and then he grew into yeah. the game, and so. What you get with that, and what I like about that is he had a bad fifty minutes against what will be the best team in the league. In the league, he didn't hide; he still went going, and then he yeah. got himself back into the game. How many players can you say now? Maybe Kane tries to more, or tries to, but how many players can you say well, he, when they're having he, a bad thing drag themselves into the well, game? This is, this and, is where this is where I've seen the improvement in between. He seems to have matured. It's for, for a guy who's what twenty-one years yeah. of age. He's like he's been playing Premiership for years. And he seems to know where to be at the right time. He's actually got some pace on him. I, I think it was a might be in the Leicester game where he, he showed a lot of pace. He can make a pass. He can pass the ball as well. So if yep. you can think of him and Bentacore in that that midfield, sort of knowing where it's going to be and that sort of thing, and then Hoiberg being like the, the battering ram, if you like, then maybe that's the way they should they should go on on Saturday. But but no, Skip is. I think he we we miss him when he's not there. I and this is the bad. thing. Our scene is so bad that we rely on a 23-year-old United <laughs> first season, a, a player that we all wanted sold in uh, at the start of the season, uh, Dyer, and a 21-year-old playing his first ever football season. We're relying on these three players. And know, speculating yeah. about an academy product at right wing back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know, that's that's how bad we've got to. Is that yeah, we, yeah. We, I mean, that, that was these made. Players. These players that, should be the luxury. These players should be the icing on the cake, not not the 
Not yeah, and, this is why, and this is why I don't think you know when when you said we need to do a battle of the bridge thing. Yeah, I agreed with you. That would be. Yeah, wonderful. I don't think we have that I in our makeup anymore. No, we don't anymore. I mean, the thing yeah. is, the battle of the bridge. Who, who did we have? Uh, if I remember rightly, we had the likes of Rose, Walker, yeah, Walker, Rose, Walker, Dembele, 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 Right, they got stuck in all of them. Right, Rose Rose was aggressive. Walker was aggressive. Both yeah. our centre backs were aggressive. Dembele was was just it was he was a monster. It was like, come at me, and I'll show you what football is. Right, and there was aggression there. Now look at them. I mean, even yeah. Hoyberg. Well, there's you maybe know, one or two, but that's it, and that's yeah. a little bit of a stretch. Yeah. But uh, I Sanchez, mean, was... yeah, Sanchez. Do you see him doing that? Not really. Yeah. You know. But yeah, Dan was put a good point here. Confidence will be shot going. Going to be an interesting match to watch. So, uh, I mean, Man City. You know, when you're a top team, last thoughts on it here before we wrap up. But uh, Justin, when you're a top team, you're a shark. When you smell blood, you attack and you don't let up. And and, and God knows how much blood there smells. It's an ocean full here. And and they Ooh. they will. I'm convinced. Start that game like a bull in a china shop, like a train. And if we miss that first 50-50, give them a few chances in the first five, ten minutes, unless they're strikers and, and the, the, the Sterlings, the De Bruyne's, the, the, the Marveses and, and what have you, are having a bad day, oh, dear, it's going <laughs> to... Yeah, I mean... I mean, I mean, it's, I mean it's, it's, the, the only benefit is, is we scored a really early goal against Man, Man United from a kickoff, so we will be able to practice our kickoffs for that kind of moment again. That's the <laughs> yeah. only benefit I can think of that could happen in this City game. But yeah, last thoughts on how we kind of end the season, how we kind of get a season back on track? I, to be fair, I don't I don't think there there is any... You know, from what I can see, I think what the club want and what Conte want are two different things. I think the club, the club think they're still in a strong position to be able to get top four. And, and that's always been the ambition. If you listen back for years, you know, you can go back as far as Martin Yole. It was always about let's get in the top four, never winning anything, never winning the Premier League. Um, it was always about getting in the top four. And, and to be fair, I think that's still what they'll think. You know, if you look at it, you know, if you're being uh, positive, there's two games in hand still. You know, you're not well, miles off from the them. Table. So this is the league table here. So, you know, yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah. So if you look at it there, you're three games from, mm -hmm. from West Ham, you know, so technically you still can get fourth. And that is how the club will view it. Conte yeah. look at the it. goal difference, though. I mean, the that tells a story itself, no. doesn't it? Like, well, well, so we're, we're virtually. But you had a point to that. How long we are, far we are behind? You can't say we're we're three points West behind. Castle, West no, but, but if you but if you look at Conte, I think Conte would happily finish the season where we are now, because then he's got no European distractions. All he's got to focus on is the league and the cups. That I think is his interest. They want top four for the money. He wants next year to win the Premier League. That is what he's wanting, and I think he's going to find out in the summer. <laughs> what he wants and what the club do will be two different things. Yeah, I mean, Brad, last be, thoughts on how we get our be, season? It will be an immovable object. Well, the uh, I think the top four, the reason I see the, the, I mean, not that I think we're going to get it, but top four to me, you should be able to attract better players because they want to play in the Champions League. And if we're going to go for a title, then that's what you need. You need better players. 
I think when Martignol was in charge, we we'd never been anywhere near the top four. Because I remember, I remember being excited that we were getting into Europe, that we finished sixth <laughs> and got into Europe. Yeah. Oh, and we're all we're all singing. We were going on a European tour. We never at that time. I remember my my friend is a QPR fan saying, "Oh, why why do you want to get top four? You'll never get top four. And yet we did. And then from that, you think, okay, we're top four, and we were top four for a. Uh, then Pochettino got involved. We we're top four. Then we actually challenged for the title a couple of times. All right, never came anywhere near winning it, but we were there in the mix. So I think you have to start slowly and, and work your way up. I think I do like what Conte says. I do like him. Conte seems to talk like a fan. You know, we want to win. We want to win things. We want to win, win titles. And at the end of the day, I want to win a title. I don't, you know, top four to me is only a means to an end. It means that higher income, uh, because that means that the extra five million, 10 million pound you pay on someone like Bruno Fernandes, what it was at that time, you get that back from just even making the Champions League, you know, group stages. So I think the top four is just a means to an end, or an end to a meet, whatever the word is, to actually yeah, attract those players. Yeah, but ultimately, yeah, we have to go and, and, and try and win the title, which I think is what Conte wants, is what Potocino wanted. You know, we never used to really play any, you know, strong teams in the cup under Potocino because he said, well, look, yeah, winning the cups, the FA Cup's nice, but it's not going to define Tottenham Hotspur as a football club. You know, we, you want to win championships and Champions Leagues. And to be fair, we got to two seasons that we were in, in the title race and we got to Champions League final. So it worked, but it all started off slowly. And I think Pochettino's first season, we finished fifth from Remory. Uh, we lost at home to Stoke, home to Newcastle and home to another team. I can't remember who it was. Really, really poor losses like we just had that we should have won. And... Uh, we finished fifth, I think, on the last day of the season because Liverpool somehow lost at home to Stoke or lost at Stoke. So, you know, that was our first season on the Pochino and then we all know what happened after that. So I think with this season, we should try and get top four. It's looking unlikely. It's going to be basically the, the best team of a bad bunch is going to do it. But yeah, we need to do that just to, just to get the extra bit of income to buy those players and to get the players interested in playing for a Tottenham Hotspur football club because we've got everybody else there that would interest players. It's, but they want to be competing at the top level. So that's what I think should do. But I do agree with what Justin was saying. Yeah, let, let's have no European interest next season and, and go for it. Because let's face it, he won the title with Chelsea when they finished ninth the season before. And so Leicester, won it, it. And Leicester won it without European football. Yeah, the, exactly. The, the so it shows before, it so I know exactly yeah. what Justin's saying in that degree. And I do agree on, on that point. But I think top four... Hopefully, you can get those players. I mean, let's face it, Leicester was a freak, a freak of nature. Mm. Leicester winning the title. Chelsea, less so, you know, they had decent players. But I think we need to, you know, as a means to an end. But yeah, it's not yeah. to be on end all. And to win a cup, it's going to be difficult because there's all the big teams are still left in it. <laughs> you know, we normally rely on, say, Chelsea drawing Man City or Man City drawing Liverpool, you know, to get one of them knocked out. That hasn't happened so far. Winning the FA Cup would give us a little bit of confidence. You know, like yeah. people like Harry Kane and Larissa haven't won, or Kane in particular hasn't won anything to win. So I say, yeah, we can do it and hopefully use that as a platform. But uh, yeah, that's my. Uh, yeah, I mean, you make, a, but, uh, you, know, yeah. We, you make you know, a good point there that uh, you have to do it slowly. But the frustration mm. is we bloody did. <laughs> we yeah, yeah. No, no, uh, that's right. Yeah. I know before, just my last point, I, I can't, I don't know where I can find the tweet. And you've, you've all probably seen it anyway. Someone's been retweeting a 
the tweet that Tottenham official put out the day after the Champions League final. And it said, congratulations to players. What an absolutely brilliant effort to get to the final. Oh, we didn't win it today, but this is just the start. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Vez, yeah. last thoughts on what we do for the rest of the season? Just... For me, wait, wait for the summer. Just wait for the summer. You know, I, I, I said it before. I said I've got no great expectations for this season. Um, I'm not sat here saying that if we don't get top four, it's it's like the end of the world. It's fine. Um, because for me, really, it's not about what Conte does, not about what the players do. It's about what the club does, uh, and we're not going to be able to see, or we should be able to see, because. There's nothing stopping them from identifying players, making approaches to clubs with offers. People mistake the the transfer windows thinking that's the only time you can be active. No, it's not. It's the only time you can register a new player. But you can still go to the club, make an offer, have it accepted, then speak to the player, get it all done and ready, like uh, Liverpool did with Virgil van Dijk. You know, they were negotiating with Southampton between the summer and the winter. When the winter window opened done signed that would be great to see um i would change my mind about the ambition that the club has if we saw stuff like that players on pre-contracts players being approached i don't think we will so i will wait and in the summer if we don't go into it all guns blazing tottenham are being ambitious not waiting 27 days or essentially you know 90 percent of the window um before actually getting serious then i will go into next season with some confidence but this season doesn't matter to me at all really you know um i would love to see us win every game i would love to see us win the majority of our games because i love to see us win but i'm not that worried about the thing i'm still worried about conte i'm still worried about the club those things haven't changed and so it's wait and see for me chris yeah, I think that's probably the best attitude, isn't it? But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really want to wait and see what happens on Saturday. I'll be honest with you. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, 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 we're... come round to mine. I've got an oven. I do. You can cook it. It's, it's, it's too early, Vez, to joke about the oven. It packed up this evening. It's too early. It's too early. Uh, I'll cook you something. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, just got a, a comment just coming in. Uh, if you're a scout, you think there's enough talent in the Europa to buy players to get top four, then upgrade if we got top four. Could be a cheaper strategy than competing with top clubs. I mean, that, that exactly like Vez has said there, Daryl, wait until the summer. Uh, yeah, you're not going to get your answers uh, in 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 February, March, or whenever. But yeah, I mean, we'll we'll end it there. I mean, we could go on about the transfer strategy <laughs> and all the problems, and, and, and yeah, my oven uh, for until the you know <laughs> until the morning. My but first uh, point of twelve is this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Th- thanks to all my guests, uh, Adam, of course, who had to leave a, a little while ago. But Brad, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, as You're always, uh, welcome on any time. Uh, Justin, great to have you on for the first time. I've spoken to you a few times on Tommy's show anyway. Uh, yeah, great to have yeah, you on. No, and, and, absolutely. Thank you very much for having me on. Oh, no problem. Don't forget no, to click, like, and subscribe to this channel. Yes. 
Thank you, Brad. Yeah, you've done my job for me. You can be, uh, <laughs> you, you can take over if I'm on holiday. Uh, Rez, uh, and Rez, thanks so much for coming on. You were on last week, a few weeks before that as well. And uh, yeah, uh, Shelf Side Spurs, just give yourself a little plug for your channel. Shelf Side Spurs, yeah, Thursday nights between 7 and 7.30 we kick off. Um, the show doesn't run from 7 to 7.30. We start at some point between 7 and <laughs> And then go on for lots of time um so yeah please do come along uh we recently hit 200 subscribers today which was really cool uh so we're quite happy about that maybe have a little celebration on thursday um please do come and, and watch uh it's it's madcap it really is we talk about so many weird and wonderful things as well as tottenham um that we're the sort of we're the sort of um you know eccentrics of the streaming community uh so thursdays 7 to 7 30 Come along, watch, comment, like, subscribe, hit the bell, you know, uh, have a party, you know, take all your clothes off. We won't see it. You say you can do it. <laughs> um, and yeah, just, uh, yeah, it'd be great to have you uh, visit us. Uh, you click on the stream yard thing. <laughs> you, I'll, I'll put the link in the description and then you click on that accidentally and your camera picks it all up. And then to be honest, I'm sure everyone will be joyful if you did that. Right. Be well, if you've already um, been like that. Just... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's like, oh, um, so yeah, it'll be great if people came and visited. We would love to have you. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at that underscore spur. Excellent. Yeah, make sure you go visit Shelfside Spurs. Um, all Brad, uh, Brad uh, Justin, and uh, Rez's uh, Twitter handles are in the description. Um, uh, Shelfside Spurs is also there as well. Uh, thanks to all my guests, uh, Brad, uh, Justin, and Rez, and of course Adam as well. Uh, I'll be back on Friday. I'm not going to promise it's going to be a positive one. It's a preview. I, I don't think I can be. And then I think for mon next Monday could be an absolutely awful one. Uh, but yeah, we live to fight another day, I guess. And what's the thing that Spurs always say? On to the next one or something like that? We go again. We go we again. Go again. Yeah, we go again. We go again. And we go again on Friday. Hopefully it, uh, won't, be, hopefully it, it won't be here we go again. <laughs> it may very well be I'll, I'll warn you now uh, yeah uh, thanks for my guests as I say thank you to all for watching everyone getting in the comments uh, please hit the like please hit the subscribe uh, all helps the channel hit the notification bell uh, 182 subscribers great to catch res up and shelf size spurs <laughs> uh, yeah and uh, yeah come on you spurs come on you spurs in a very half-hearted way today. <laughs> Come on. Thank you so much for watching, for everybody who participated in the live chat and added comments. Before you go, please make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Anybody who couldn't watch the live video, you can still catch us on YouTube. Add any comments, suggestions, or questions to the comments section on the video. Anybody who's listened to the audio-only podcast, thank you so much for listening. Anybody who wants the audio-only podcast, you can get this wherever you get your podcast from. Alternatively, if you go to Twitter, at LTalkTottenham, you'll find all the information there. We'll be back soon. We're live Mondays, 8pm, Fridays, half 12, UK time. Until then, come on, you Spurs! <laughs>